Sitter Snippets is sponsored in the Yitzchusa Verafu Shlema for Adobas Al-Tachaya. We uh, complete our introduction to Psuke de Zimra this evening. We talked about the origin of Psuke de Zimra. When was it introduced? Perhaps it dates to the Tanaim and Amorai, Mother suggests to the period of the Gaonim. We spoke about why we recite Psuke de Zimra. Is this part of how we organize our thoughts and we understand the categorical difference between us and the Almighty before we turn to Him and petition Him for our needs, recognizing our utter dependence on Him. We last spoke about the notion that it's called Psuke de Zimra, from the word Zomer, from the notion of pruning, that the purpose, the goal, the theme of these Psukim, we specifically read these themes of seeing God's revelation through nature and through history, and we prune away any arrogance, any hubris that we have, that we're in control. When we realize that the world, that we are subject to the will of Hashem, our destiny relies exclusively on Him, we prune away those uh, foreign thoughts, so that our essence, pruning, you cut away the growth and you allow it to blossom forth, we're able to blossom through Psuke de Zimra. So I want to spend our time in this last introduction talking about how we recite Psuke de Zimra. If that's the theme and the essence and the goal, then to fly through, to rush, to swallow Psuke de Zimra certainly does not fulfill, does not accomplish that goal ourselves. In fact, the Sefer Knesset Agadol and Simon and Aleph quotes the Sefer Hasidim, who has a remarkable, remarkable statement. Those who read Psuke de Zimra out loud and pleasantly, they don't know what they're saying. They may make mistakes in what they're saying. If you say it slowly and out loud, methodically, even if you don't know what you're saying, meaning and purpose, we understand the theme that we are preparing for an audience with Hashem. You might understand the words, but you're flying through them, swallowing, cutting half of them out, came in late, rushing to catch up. It's not as meaningful or beloved to Hashem as the one who says it with intent, with intent and understands what they're saying. In fact, the Shulchan Aruch writes in Simon and Aleph, Ein Omer Mazmiros B'merutza Ki Im Benachas. We're not supposed to read it quickly. One should read it slowly. And the Mishnah Bura there elaborates. Don't skip over any word. Don't swallow the words. Some people have to make a bracha achron after Pesuket de Zimra. You should recite Pesuket de Zimra like you're counting your money. If you count money, you'd go slowly and carefully. You wouldn't want to mistake. You wouldn't want to mess up. So too when one recites Psuke de Zimra. The Shulchan Aruch in Simen Aleph makes a different comment. It says, Better to say less with more intent than to say a lot with no intent. And so, Rav Shechter is a very big proponent of this. Spoke about it several times over the years that he's been here. It's better to skip, better to omit, better to rotate which Mizmorim and Psuke de Zimra you're saying, but when you say them, you're really saying them. You're present in reciting them. You're saying every word like you're counting money. You're singing it with a pleasant voice. You're taking the time to understand what you're saying. This is the Shulchan Aruch saying this. Tov Better to say less with more than more with less. Rav Hutner Zatzal is famous to have remarked about this statement in the Shulchan Aruch. He remarked, Tov Better to say less with no kavana than a lot with no kavana. And in fact, in uh, Chaim Berlin, the recitation of certain uh, piyutim and kinos and the like, that is what they practice. Better to say less with little kavana than a lot with little kavana. Obviously, the ideal is to say a lot with a lot of kavana, but better to say less with more kavana than to say a lot with a little kavana. 
We're not allowed to talk between Baruch Shamar and Yishtabach. The Shkarach writes, "Hamasaper ben Yishtabach liyotzer averi biyado v'chozer alam yorche amachama." Someone who speaks between um, the brachas between Pesuk and the Zimra has uh, violated a sin in his hand, and it's the individual who should fear their mistake and its consequence. That is the individual whom the Mishnah and Sota is talking about that should not have the confidence to represent the Jewish people at war. The Mishnah comments, Me'orche ha what war are we talking about? What war are we describing that a person who speaks, we bring him back because he lacks the virtue or the merit to represent us in battle? And the Mishnah says, says, he says the battle we're fighting is with ourselves. We are distracted. Our phone is buzzing and beeping and vibrating and ringing. We have a million things that we have to do on our to-do list for the day. It's really hard to concentrate, to connect. It's hard to be present that we're in an audience with Hashem. It's actually kind of paradoxical or ironic that all the success of everything we're distracted by for the day, I have this big meeting and I have this work I have to do and I have to get to this place and I'm traveling there and all of that distracts us, but the, the, the success of that is determined by the one with whom we're having a conversation and have an audience. So we forfeit the audience and the conversation to be distracted, which in fact undermines our success. It's entirely paradoxical. How do we cut away the distractions? How do we say psuke de zimra? How are we zomer? How do we prune away all of those distractions? Psuke de zimra. That's what the Mishnah Bura quotes is the meaning of hamasaper, someone who speaks. What's me'orche mochama, the war we come back from, is the battle and the war with our distractions, with our alter ego, with our mind, which is racing in a million and one directions. <coughs> and what's the means through which we control the mind? Through focus and concentration on psuke de zimra to be present in that which we're saying, and to say it with meaning and purpose, to say it with benachas. We're going to talk about with Mizmor Shir, Chanukah Sabayis L'David, when we begin Pesukah de Zimra, it's Mizmor Shir. Pesukah de Zimra shouldn't be said silently. A shul shouldn't sound like a public library during Pesukah de Zimra. It should be out loud with a sense of enthusiasm and energy and vibrancy and people singing the praise of Hashem, singing the song of seeing His hand not only in history and not only in nature, but in our lives. Because the more we sing that song, the more we feel His presence, the more we'll turn to Him and depend on Him as we plow forward for the rest of our day. If you omit part of Pesukah de Zimra, do you make it up after davening? Should you go back and say whatever it is that you skipped because you were trying to catch up? So this is actually a machlokas. Rabbi uh, David Bravsky in his Sefer and Hilchus Tevila quotes, and we don't have time, we're going to end now, but he says this is a debate. Tosvos, we mentioned last time, says that we recite Psuke de Zimra in anticipation of Shema and the Amida. How do we prepare for the Amida, the audience? Psuke de Zimra. The Ramam talks about Psuke de Zimra not in the context of as an introduction to the Amida, the Ramam talks about it as elaborating on Ashrei. Ashrei and its halalukas, Ashrei and Psuke de Zimra. Perhaps their debate is, do we view Psuke de Zimra as the preparation, the precedent to the Amida, or is it a unit of tefillah on its own? And the practical difference would be, if you skipped part of it, do you go back? The tour quotes a machlokas. Tour quotes his father, the Rush, who says that if you skipped part of it, you go back and you say the paragraphs without the brachas. If you came to shul really late 
and you want to be able to say Shemona Esrei B'tzibor with the Tzibor, you omit everything, even including Baruch Shamar and Yishtabach, and you pick up with Shemana, it's Baruchas and the Amida. If you go back, you go back and say the paragraphs, but you don't say Baruch Shamar and Yishtabach, that's what the Rush says. The Torah then quotes an opinion of one of the Gonim who says, no, don't say anything, don't even volunteer the paragraphs without Baruch Shamar and Yishtabach. Why? Because it was all an introduction to the Amida. Once you said the Amida, you don't go back and praise God, you leave it out at that point. Shulchan Aruch says that one need not go back and repeat it, but the Mishnah quotes that it's a proper thing. If you skipped part of Shrona Esrei, after davening, go back and say what you skipped, but not if it's a bracha. Baruch Shamar and Yishtabach, if you skip, don't go back and make it up. If it's a paragraph, then you're entitled to go back and make it up.